0: Star, Star, Star. Star, Yeah, yeah, y'all already know, y'all already know. Seven in the pan, step in the pan. That dude bears dude. on the bears, on the feet Yeah, yeah. We live in entertainment, live entertainment, Sound shake sound shame, sound Crown the king, crown the king's only king. This is where it get ill. About to have the tip ball, live as a tip drill. From the court to the diamond to the track to the big skin flying round the field. Starting five forever, keeping it real. If it matters in the world of sports, world of sports. Teams and long sleeves, they taking no shorts. No time to the Oh yes, these other sports podcasts live as a froze corpse. This market wave is starting five. Goes off, goes off. No matter who you share, four emotions out the window. They analyzing with clear thoughts, Slid They take it way deeper than the force ever, force ever. No longer got any use for the four letters. The latest news, score stats, in the view from the sideline. Ain't no guideline, it's just the truth, just the truth. Yeah. No need to dig for a part in line. It's always this season if you can start five. We going in on three, run the baseline. Start five, get We got what you We got what you need. If the sports news you see, we don't waste time. We talking 'cause we live. We got what you got what we going in all three Run the baseline start five We got what you what you time. And y'all know me, seven sign, I'm the yellow sketch stick. I got what you need, what what
1: Each and every week, as we always tell y'all, we got what y'all need. This is the start at five, as always. It's me, your boy, that DJ D means five. Your mom's favorite fat guy all the way from deepest, darkest Africa, rocking some of the new custom color merch. Like I said, if y'all want some, I only is doing a very limited run of white T-shirts with whatever color logo you want. Hit me up. The post is in the group. If you're on YouTube, you got to. Oh, excuse me, y'all. While I get this gas out, I'll come back to that. <laughs> TJ, what's up?
2: <laughs> yeah, what's good, y'all? Finally, finally, a lovely day. We cracked 65 degrees. Sun's out. Guns out, baby. So it's that time of year. It's nice to wear a t shirt outside. Feeling it. Uh, I can get some of my melanin back while I'm sitting out in this sun. So I'm appreciating okay. every bit of it. I'm gonna All cut right. the beard off today, too. So. Oh, wow.
1: Nah, I can't do that just yet. But see, while we got the suns out, guns out, Jamal's trying to give a little cleavage with the V. Oh, you, know, you, like, you
3: like that that plunging neckline, bro? You know. <laughs> I'm glad you noticed, man. I got my my Walmart brand special on. You know, for the Husky brothers. You know,
1: hey, the Husky section was fucking was key back in the day,
3: yo, bro. Facts, bro. So just happy to be out here. I should be doing some yard work today or some housework or something, but I ain't doing shit. After this, I'm just hey, chilling. It's a nice day. Wrong.
1: Ain't nothing wrong with that, yo. That's what I'm doing right now, man. Just it's just been a just chilling kind of week because as I reported last week, we we the whole house was fighting COVID, and I actually didn't beat COVID last week because when I called out of work Monday, I freaking I went and tested on Tuesday, and that shit was like bright red positive. Oh, but, but then by Friday, I mean I was still feeling, I was still feeling good the whole week. But I was able to utilize that into a whole second week off because, because of now, you know, testing trace protocols, they get five days. Mm-hmm. So I took the whole five days, called back into work Saturday, like yo, I'm good, because I te- I didn't tell them I tested positive on Friday. But if they're on watching our podcast then they'll see i tested positive on friday but i was instructed to call on saturday so i'm back to work tomorrow two weeks off and i haven't missed a fucking day i haven't missed work at all like it's been a while to feel that i i don't know how if y'all ever feel that but i i've been i've been on some like yo fuck work type shit for like a little while and these two weeks was good
2: i never miss a job ever i never miss working if Mm -hmm. i can find if i can master the way of making money while sitting on my ass
3: they officially ended work from home at my job like two weeks ago and i've been angry every day since bro (laughs)
1: yeah they gotta have a reason they gotta have that excuse for why they pay rent on that building Mm -hmm. whatever it is you know that's that that's a part of why they are trying to get back to the uh Get everybody back in the office, shit. It it ain't no CDC recommendations or regulations. It's all, it's all, man. We paying forty, fifty thousand dollars a month for rent. We got to utilize this shit, you know. And how many companies, yo? How many companies out there would freaking probably their their bottom line would probably go up? If if they would cut, you know, the the, the cost of property, uh, rental,
3: cut the footprint. You ain't got to pay, uh, you know, utilities on top of it. You don't got to pay for insurance.
2: None yeah. of that. Yeah.
3: You don't. Yeah. It all goes down. Yep. yep. So that's quit.
2: a major part of overhead for corporations. Actually, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. Oh yeah, the insurance is is, is crazy. Yeah.
3: Word.
1: Well, I don't work a job like that <laughs> because <laughs> my job. My job is to service y'all people in New York City and making sure y'all garbage gets off the street, essentially. I mean, that's the bottom line of sanitation is making sure your garbage gets off the street. But if only y'all would know from the outside, which I'm not giving up all of what we do. But there's so much that this job does that you would be surprised, you know what I'm saying? I think we fly planes, too, just like that one going by. <laughs> now we don't fly planes. I know we don't. We don't fly planes, but our training facility is on a is on an old uh is on an old uh 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 air uh airport, Floyd Bennett Field. Mm. Floyd Bennett Field okay. was the old airport back in the day. But that was way back before, way before our day, when our when our people didn't have the ability to do something like this. And we got caught congregating like we are right now. And these bees be in trouble (laughs) you know what I'm saying but nonetheless man yo let's just jump right into this shit man the NFL draft just wrapped up yesterday and I like what my team did but because of the power of numbers there's two Giants fans here y'all gotta go
2: first Go ahead, Jamal. I'll let you start.
3: All right. So, I thought y'all pigeons had a spectacular draft, bro. I I would give y'all an A. You know, real is real. real. I'll give y'all an A for for what y'all pulled off. I will also give an A to those bum ass Jets for their draft picks and what they pulled off. Finally, it seems like there's somebody in the building whose lights came on. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Last but not least is, I don't know if the bar has been lowered because we had Gettleman for so long, and then before Gettleman, Jerry Reese, but I'm giving them Giants an A for what they pull off. We got arguably the best tackle in the draft and the best pass rush in the draft. Two areas where we have suffered the last decade, decade plus, um, and um, to pull off what they did by getting uh, Thibodeau, and how they did it shows that there's it's, – it's good when you have a GM who knows how to use a computer. Who would have thought, right? Um,
2: Competency is, is yeah. it's a privilege.
3: Um, <laughs> pulling off um, – the entire draft, I'm happy with the Giants. Just, I mean, there's some areas I wish we would have gotten more in, but the Giants, our Giants, have been so fucking bad and deficient in every position, you can't possibly fill all that in one draft. So. <laughs> right. right. right now,
1: and it seems like a bunch of teams tried to do that in some yeah. way or another okay. this year. And, like, and, and I was going to say to you, TJ, like offensive line, like I think this draft for y'all should have been heavier at the offensive line position. But y'all got three. And like Jamal said, yeah. probably the best offensive tackle that was coming out this year from Alabama. I'm not and, mad at
3: that.
2: And, then and the guard. I'm, the guard yeah, and from the guard. Carolina solid. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm glad you said you got, that because...
1: You got two guards from North Carolina, yeah.
3: actually.
2: Right, right. I'm so happy because I, even though we got Thibodeau, I'm so happy we got somebody on the old line Not just for one position. He's very competent at both the guard and the tackle mm-hmm. position. He can play either side, no problem. He's very athletic. And, I mean, for all our troubles, you could talk about Daniel Jones not being a good quarterback, this, that, and the third. He never had time to throw the ball or even run a competent offense and we've got literally one of the top five running backs in the league and and look what that look at what he's done that's all goes back to the offensive line man so to get to revamp our line get some decent veterans in there and get this first round draft pick I'm super super excited I'm happy we got some depth we were very thin on that line so I'm 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 Really excited to see what the turnaround is going to be for this team. and tip it The size on.
3: of those linemen, bro. The size yeah, of the dude is 6'7", 3'6", And Neal's the same dimensions, man. They got Jesus. a wall.
2: That's what they got. A fucking wall. Jesus. We needed that. We, we one, so needed that.
3: The one dynamic
1: I do like about y'all picks at offensive line is the fact that you got two guards from North Carolina. So being teammates, which I'm sure yes, have sir. started which I'm sure have started together, mm-hmm. chemistry on the offensive line for something—it's
2: gonna be that much that easier. People,
1: yeah, well, it's yeah something that people don't understand because it's not the sexy position. It's not the position that gets talked about on TV. Which we're gonna talk about that in a minute too. Positions and people talking on TV. Pause. But uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, like the the chemistry on the offensive line is one of the most important things in football in my opinion maybe the most important thing because i mean yeah, you know, all you have to have to do is point back to the patriots and, and and what they've done over the years and how offensive line chemistry works um you 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 could look at the the rams well now i can't say the rams this past uh super bowl season because they were i well actually in the Super Bowl game, there was all right. During the season, it was so-so. Dan, there's
2: many other examples out there that... Just take a look back at all the, all the offensive line um, Peyton Manning had in front of him. You know, the vaunted offensive lines of the Dallas Cowboys of years past. You know what I'm Diamond saying? like... Cults, man. 90s, yeah. Yeah, Actually, like... Actually, if
3: you, if you want another offensive line example, look at the line that Patrick Mahomes didn't have in that Super Bowl.
2: And I tell you everything go. you need to know. There you go. All there my- you go.
1: If I gotta I wanna be the I wanna throw my Eagles in there, my my the Super Bowl run Eagles. Mm -hmm. It's just it's a matter of connecting for some teams it's a matter of connecting all the dots at the right time. But when it comes to offensive line chemistry, like for your sake, let's hope these two guys can start and have the great ability to be able to play and not get abused in the NFL level. Because again, two teammates, I that's this there's just a synchronicity that you can't you 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 sometimes you can't coach or well, you can coach if you have the right pieces mm-hmm. but but with, with time and reps together you can't duplicate that and that's a this that it's the uniqueness of you got two offensive linemen from the same school that's just like a okay these two brains we know these two brains should be able to work together and right. that's very important
2: and that's why football is truly a team sport, because one can't work without the other. You see it time and time again. Everybody has to be connected. Everybody has to be on the same page, knowing their assignments, knowing where they're supposed to be at. Offense, defense, special team, it's, it's all connected. And if it's not clicking, it's going to be a problem.
1: 100%. 100%. But I, no, that was dope. The rest of these picks, like, I'm not too familiar because, like, I've been paying attention but not paying attention to college football too much this season as far as player, like, player prospects and stuff. Like, I was watching games. I was watching, makes you know, making sure my LSU Tigers weren't looking good, which they didn't look great this year. <laughs> um, the U was looking great early. But I have a thing with player names because the world of college football is too many teams – Too many fucking names to look after. That's where I give props to the peoples like the Mel Kuypers and and Ms. Shays because their job is to pay attention to those people. But their job also seems to be to get paid to get their predictions wrong.
3: Speculate,
1: yeah. Yeah. Yep, speculate. Mm -hmm. Speculatory picks the whole way. And I'm going to laugh. We're going to laugh about why I think that their presence, especially McShay. It's mostly McShay, but the whole network of ESPN this week—it was comedy. It was comedy gold to me. After we go over my Eagles picks, which, like I, I, I was mentioning, man, first round, I thought we won the first round. Um, wow, I was almost about to copy the invite when I'm trying to do a screen share of our picks. Well, our meeting the Eagles picks, but I thought we won the first round just by way of the A.J. Brown trade and getting, in my opinion, probably the best tackle in this draft.
3: The DT? Oh, yeah. Jordan Davis?
1: Jordan Davis. Yeah, right, hands down. And I, I keep seeing this kid coming up on TikTok on the Eagles TikTok feed and shit like that. This kid is a freaking monster. You talk another monster. He's like 6'6. Six, six. I think he ran. They said he ran like a 4'7 or 4'540, something like that. And he seems like a generally nice kid. They say he's really smart, very intelligent player. They say he's a DJ, so that makes the love even more better <laughs> for me. You know what I'm saying? They allegedly called him DJ Oreo. Which is a hey, the Oreo shit. It could go so many ways. It could be because he's the big fat kid. It's, is it because he had all the white girls in school? I don't know. <laughs> Why DJ Oreo? I would like to know. But then uh, uh, I like to pick a Cameron jo- Jergens, uh a center to back up Kelsey. Or for I don't know if Kelsey retired yet, if potential retirement's coming. We got somebody that can develop. And then the possible, one of the bigger steals draft pick-wise
3: was N'Kobe Dean from Georgia. Sam is an athlete, man.
2: Shout out to Georgia for getting 14 players drafted. Georgia's deep, man.
1: Yo, they had, what, I think they had a record eight in the first round or something like that? That's
2: ridiculous,
3: man. Seven? That's like some old uh, University of Miami type shit.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they
3: were deep. There's a reason they beat up on Michigan that way.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, I, I think he was good. Uh the, the linebacker pickup, the other linebacker pickup, uh Kyron Johnson should be good. Uh we got another tight end, which should be all right, uh coming mm-hmm. out of SMU. And I, I it just showed this year showed like draft picks. Like we got picked from Dallas. We had a pick from Washington. We I, we traded with a bunch of teams this year. They said this year was like a record across all draft boards, I think, in trades. They said it was like almost like 47, 48 trades overall in the draft. But, uh
2: yeah, everybody was moving. Everybody
1: was moving this year.
2: Was, was this a notoriously deep draft? It seems like everybody almost got what they wanted this year in the, mm-hmm. in the draft for, for the most part. I didn't, I don't follow this college football like
3: that. It was so. deep except in, in everything except quarterback.
2: Right. I, I, and that's why they were upset because only one quarterback got drafted in the Same first there. round or the second round.
3: and that's I'm exactly, glad there was no quarterbacks uh, available because <laughs> that's exactly what we would have drafted was a fucking quarterback instead of getting that that line. I'm
1: so happy I said no. Nope. That's exactly where we was leading to When I was talking about McShay and and, uh, what's the name? Uh, I already forgot. Uh, Kuiper. Yeah, Mel Kuiper. Thank you. And the rest of ESPN. While watching this year's draft, every pick, everybody mentioned a quarterback. Like, wow. Wow. I thought they were supposed to take quarterback. Wow. They didn't take quarterback. Wow. They didn't take quarterback. Which was comedy to me because, one, it was them on the network who was mentioning how this was not a quarterback deep draft. This was not the year for teams that needed quarterbacks to have to take a quarterback. But well, that's all... a... Mm, go ahead, go ahead.
2: No, it didn't seem like too many teams needed a quarterback. I mean mm-hmm. I mean outside of like Seattle and maybe San Francisco, I can't think of you know maybe Chicago you know, there's not too many teams that needed a quarterback this year. There's and there's plenty of good quarterbacks that are free agents right now.
1: Yeah, uh, yep. And the one team that a lot of people thought needed one eventually got the one that they thought was supposed to be the number one pick in Malik Willis now is the Tennessee Titans. By the way, again, thank you again, Tennessee Titans organization for AJ Brown.
2: We love. That's them. a huge pickup for you guys, much. Dan. That's uh, that's going to be underrated those, this year. Those but. bookend
3: wide receivers, bro. Like, if you don't got solid corners, which we don't right now, we got one. Uh, the Eagles are going to be a problem if Jalen can get them dudes the ball. Thank you. <laughs> 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 Fucking mind reader, because Woo.
1: y'all know I I have a thing, and Mac Jones is trying to break that curse. But I always say, don't don't draft quarterbacks from Alabama. Yeah. And I always go back and say, hey, I'm sorry. Well, Jalen Hurts well, was from Alabama.
2: Even Tua though he wasn't was too, too bad, though. Tua didn't play too bad.
1: Tua's all right, but go back to that video I shared in the group, which was comedy, When it said Tua trying to throw the freaking Tyreek Hill. Let's see. <laughs> yeah.
2: he's, not, he's not
1: the strongest armed lefty out there. No. You know what I'm saying? They, nah. they they're going to have to work the short game I think for him to be successful. That was but a mistake.
3: Was, a mm. big mistake because two going Tyreek going to be he going to be out there waiting for the ball to come Like the B eight bus, bro. It just ain't coming.
2: (laughs) Tyreek is going to be the new uh, Odell Beckham in Cleveland, where he's just like wide open and can't get the ball. (laughs) Terrible,
1: terrible. But that was one of the more fun things to me about this year's draft was watching them almost have like, 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 like they were they were saved. They were showing a good face, but almost Mm -hmm. having conniptions because they couldn't. Uh, exude their love for the quarterback position.
2: Yeah, but there was like no quarterbacks that really jumped out in college football. Like I didn't hear any really big names when they were talking about kids and coming out. They, they weren't quarterbacks at all.
1: Yeah, like like Pickett. Like I'm not mad. I'm not mad. He was the only quarterback picked out of the first round. By the Pittsburgh Steelers. I like that pick for them part. You know, it's a it's a for him. It's a he's kind of staying in town, even though I believe he's a Jersey kid. But he, he went to Pitt University. So, I mean, not like it makes a difference in football too much, but familiar with the stadium, familiar with the city. The kid said he wants to outside of football wants to be involved in, like, boys and girls clubs and community things. He's established in that community already. So that's just a plug and play. He can continue and keep the party going there. Plus, he's in a position where he can develop, which is something that the NFL – well, not the NFL, but people who report on the NFL, big air quotes, uh, seem to not get nowadays – and if the, if we were talking and looking at the quarterbacks in this year's draft, almost all of these quarterbacks weren't truly those NFL ready. Let's plug them in right now, guys. This was that class of like like when when I look at like the Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota draft, like that draft class too should have been the ones who were riding the bench behind somebody, learning. Yeah. Learning. And this class, that's why I mentioned pick at first being the first pick in the fir- first quarterback pick and the only one in the first round. He has the opportunity to sit back and learn an NFL system before seeing a live game day uh, field. Well, that's and that's some- that's something, in my opinion, that is has been lacking. That's why, it, like, you know, everybody with went- Aaron Rodgers was one of the biggest ones. How much longer can he sit behind uh, 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 Breathedoff? Why do you draft the quarterback so high if you're not going to play him now? Blah 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 blah. <laughs> Sometimes you draft high for future potential, and you don't waste that potential right away. Yeah. And that's that's where it's it's the problem with the microwave culture mentality.
2: You see of, what happened to Derek Carr in Houston?
1: A hundred percent. But Houston was also a new organization at that time too. So right. you kinda you that that's one of those trial by fire moments.
2: Fire yeah. it was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. Fire they, it was, bro.
3: <laughs> hey and real have, quick. Yeah, go ahead, Jamal. Go ahead. No, it seems like you know, a lot of teams are waking up. Not that they overvalue a quarterback, but you should probably get your quarterback last. Because if you can't protect them. It don't matter. So why are it's you shown drafting it? Ray? The, that you just need an above-average, serviceable quarterback to win a Super Bowl. That's, That's all you need. The greatest Trent quarterback Dufa. we've ever seen is Aaron Rodgers. How many chips he got? Damn. One. All the stuff, all the video game shit Pat Mahomes
2: can do. How many chips does he have? One. Play Ghostface so what, One right now. The
1: <laughs> Different difference with Pat though is is he's been there again. He was there again. He
3: because that offense. Yes, that offense is always going to be lethal. Yes. Andy Reid. Andy Reid can take eleven fat kids off the playground and still be the highest <laughs> scoring team in the league. Bro. <laughs> That's just what he does. <laughs> uh, as I mean? as as he as
1: he was the fat kid who was the punk <laughs> <as> <laughs> kid, Andy, right?
3: bro. He's just a whisper of quarterbacks and offense. I'll, I, you can't take that from him. But uh, Facts. build them trenches so, up in them lines, and then then you get your quarterback.
1: And, and that's before you ask the question, TJ. That's I'm glad. See, it's I'm glad I got minds that understand. Like, I preach all the fucking time. It don't matter who you have at quarterback. To me, the most important position on any offensive line is the I mean, on any football, is it is the, team, offensive, the line. offensive line. Now, it's the offensive
2: line, line. Now, it's the offensive line. Me, unless I, it's Jamarcus Russell behind the center. Now,
1: now, to me, I will say, well, that's when you have an offensive lineman at quarterback. Hefty lefty, also. <laughs> but, uh, but but to me, like I said, I, I look at the most important is from center out. Mm-hmm. Center out. Because, and uh, the reason why I say it, I, if you want to call bias to not, you can call bias because I played the position. But somebody's got to get the ball to the quarterback.
3: Mm hmm. No, it is. Center is a tough position, man. Um, it's a very, very disciplined position. You got to be fast. You got to be smart, and you got to be strong as fuck. Yeah. In, in and in most
1: cases, you're the most intelligent player on the field. Right. The Tony, you um, said Dan, Dan, Marino. Stop it. I've, I've, I've I don't, I don't remember in what context and why this came up, Tony. So if you don't man, uh make a. He said, "Make a line calls calls to
2: what does that mean?" Well, what well, that mean? Dan Marino never had an offensive line that could yeah. run the ball. So I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I watched a lot of Dan Marino when I was growing up. Being back. an old head here, it was one of but my um, never had a good back running back. They ne- yeah. they never had a good running back, but they never had an offensive line that could run the ball anyway. So I mean, it was defense. Yeah, <laughs> it was air it out, and you know, hopefully Dan Marino could get the ball at the end and score. So.
3: Oh, yeah, That's essentially yeah. Essentially, the, the career that uh, Aaron Rodgers is having, Except he got at least he got one. Yeah. This,
1: this, is, this is what he was saying. Centers make offensive line calls. Absolutely, if you have the right and smart and intelligent center. Right. And to be honest with you, you can have a guard as the captain of the offensive line or the tackle. They can make the calls also. Now, better right. that it comes from the interior part of the line mm-hmm. than the outside, mm-hmm. because the, the interior gets to see every part of the field more than right. the tackles. So yeah, a lot of centers make all the calls. Absolutely, you know
2: what I'm saying. Yeah, you, I mean, you can see centers when they right before they snap the ball. They're looking all over the place. They're looking for a linebacker stepping up, they his up to the line. Yeah. yeah, That's
0: right.
2: They're looking for every some type of shift or something. They're calling it out right before the quarterback goes under center to to make the adjustment. So I mean, just it's a very a very centers, important man, position.
3: I uh, just uh, underrated of how uh, of how very. important. Um, look at Damani Dawson, man. The way I I love the way that dude played the game, man. Mm. Um, Kevin Mawai. Kevin Mawai. Kevin Mawai. Another good one, yes. Mm-hmm. But you know that's a yeah, you couldn't pay me to play center, fan. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
1: it's 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 easy a and job. hard at the same time because your 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 main first your main job is to get the ball to the quarterback, and mm-hmm. so much can go wrong from that. And I've been there. I've mm-hmm. been there many a snaps overheads. And I'm talking like, I, I mean, I played in pads, but when I first started playing was in, in a rough touch league and you're talking in this rough touch league because it's pretty much an all passing league. You know what I'm saying? It's you, you're snapping with the quarterback at a 10 yard, almost 10, seven yeah. to 10 yard drop behind you. And I was act pretty accurate at that seven to 10 yards, but also many of shots have gone overhead and, you're worried about that, plus somebody coming at you.
2: Mm-hmm. That, well, not just two people coming at you. You know what I'm saying? They're shooting depending, the gas and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, depending yeah. on how you're lined up, how everybody's lined up. Yeah, yeah. And you got to you gotta read blitzes try to read blitzers. You make sure everybody remembers whatever happens on the outside can happen. Right. You're supposed to. It's always inside first. It's yeah. always inside first. Difficult. Recognizing stunts, yeah,
2: yeah delayed man. blitzes, all of that, man. I mean, yeah. it's, it's it ain't easy. It ain't it's, easy.
1: The offensive line is not an easy place to play, but it, it see it is easy in some ways if you know what the fuck you're doing. But well, it's, it's not easy. It's easy you
3: gotta
2: if have the you skill have skill
3: set to go with it, though. The, yeah,
2: yes. yeah. And it's yeah. easy if you got something. four guys on the line with you that know what they're doing as well. You know what I'm saying? Like.
3: And it's people tough because people, yeah, people can make, people do, yeah, that's easy. I'm people can make your it.
2: life. Yeah, people can make your life easier if you got the guys on either side of you who are in sync and be like, "Hey, I got you." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I Tony, got you on this stunt.
1: Who, Tony, who is a Dolphins, Dolphins, Dolphins fan, said he said the Dolphins ruined Jake Long by playing him out of scheme, but he was a piece. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, that's that's one hundred.
1: But now, TJ, with the question, do you remember? My quick it?
2: question was, I mean, after Atlanta traded or let Matt Ryan go, who's the quarterback for them now?
1: That I don't know. We'd have to look that
2: up real quick. Oh, snap. Um, where did Baker
3: Mayfield land?
2: He didn't land yet. Oh, he's still out. <laughs> he's still out in no man's land. <laughs> he's
3: still working Fridays in Cleveland. Okay. Okay. <laughs>
1: Okay. The uh the Falcons actually drafted the kid from Cincinnati, Desmond Ritter, which he's he's a cat who they say might be able to be plug and play, but he he's going to be uh yeah, he, he's gonna go through it in the A. He's gonna go through it in all, the all A. you fantasy and football
2: heads, uh, don't draft uh, the pitch too early this year because he, he might not get the ball like you yeah. think he is.
1: And he said Marcus Mariota is currently in Atlanta. That's it. That's it. And-
2: okay, okay. Yeah. So yeah, you yeah, get a lot of
1: chances you, too. As you well, but again, hey, because he was a serviceable backup. Yeah. If, if at best, that's what he developed to be, because they saw him to be this all possible all world guy. He
2: wasn't that bad his first few years in Tennessee, though. He wasn't. Awful. He
1: wasn't, but the rest of the Tennessee team was trash compared to. Yeah. And, and and like we said, it's a complete. It's a complete team game. Right. And and when you don't have a complete team like they did. Like they you're not going to do. Plus, again, it's the the media pressure, fan pressure of being those high top draft picks where people automatically assume you're supposed to come out and just be all guns blazing right out the freaking gate. And that is not how football works. Not everybody has that right away potential.
2: You know what the I'm saying? The speed like, of the game is much different in the NFL compared to college, man. And hey. you're facing the best of the best in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? Like the right. It, the, the level of competition goes up dramatically from the, the teams you played in college. You're not playing against, you know, five all-stars or ten all-stars every week in college. You you might be getting, you know, second or, or third best players on a right. on an NFL team during, like the, during the season.
1: I was trying to think of a comparison to match exactly what you said. Clicked in my head. Go back and let's check out Tim Tebow. Arguably top three college football player of all time. Arguably. The best player on the field each and every Saturday. He was on the field while in the University of Florida. Brought his ass to the NFL. That dude should have been a second or third stringer in the NFL. But he got his chances. Why? Because he was, in my opinion, top one of the top three college football players of all all time. So you would assume that that translates.
2: Also, also, Dan, it's the team that drafts you. You're not running that office that you ran in college. So you might not be the fit for the offensive coordinator or for the for the scheme that that team is running. And if you have to learn something all new all over again, then you're you're back to square one. True, but that's the game where coach... is different. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, Go ahead. The athletes are, the the quality of athletes are different. Um, taking it back to the offensive line, you know, once you get to the pros, now you're dealing with the guy guys who are thirty forty pounds heavier than they were than you used to, and running you know under five forties. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, and, and,
1: and also smarter
3: yes, and much stronger. yeah yeah and yes yeah.
1: the experience like like it's like experience it's like trying to go to the court in the summertime and you see the old man on the court and you think you got him but that old man is scraping every young cat that confronts him experience time mm-hmm. in the game them little tips and tricks that you don't know That you don't learn as a kid because, hey, you could get away with just being the best athlete. Mm -hmm. It'll only get you but so far.
3: I always use this example when I explain, you know, the importance of offensive line. One, because it's very controversial. I always bring up Eli Manning and the Giants. How they got those two chips now when people they say oh eli got it because of the defense no it wasn't because no. of the defense fan
1: yeah, yeah yeah i will push he, back on that i'm with he you with
2: jamal i'm with L- you listen listen speak speak he, brother he, he,
3: that first chip he went in with the 17th ranked defense and then the second chip there was like 23rd okay but what was the commonality of both those teams
2: strong offensive line
3: was the same now if you go back and look at the, that tape so uh when Eli Manning holds the record is the most yards thrown in, in one postseason. He was fucking lights out in, in, in the postseason. But if you look at the tape, Eli Manning, when they, when they hiked the ball, he could have went to the sideline, changed his shoes, Changed his socks, got taped up, came back, right? Ate a sandwich, and then make the throw.
1: <laughs> well, see, I right, again, again. My my pushback, my pushback on, on your Giants teams, those two Super Bowl teams from Eli Manning was also, it literally was just a matter of you got hot. At the right time,
3: the old line what did, brother. The everybody, everybody did. no, but everybody too. Yes, no, no, hold
1: on. Yeah. Everybody did yeah. because let's remember the. I think the first one with Eli, y'all went in as the bottom seed.
2: It we did to six, six yeah. to eight seed, and Eli yeah. for that year holds the most comeback fourth quarter comebacks
3: in the playoff in, and in, a, in a play in, playoffs, in yeah. the playoffs yeah.
2: and regular season. So I mean, as much as the have wanted, the defense was. He had to come back, so the defense had to give up something. You understand what I'm saying? Nope. Like,
1: you're totally right. But when, when, when y'all hit the promised land of the Super Bowl, it was said defense that dominated, with the exception yes. of Plaxico and the helmet catcher David
2: Tyree.
3: That was also you forget, a difference. As people you forget, forget Brandon Plaxico Jacobs was, was running.
2: Yes, yeah. and and Brandon yes. Jacobs was running over people. He run right?
3: It was the line, but. It's it's hard to look at that tape now and just to see the last 10 years because you saw, like I said, you saw Eli, you know, talking to his mother on the phone after the ball was snapped for a while, you know, (laughs) having all that time and then throwing the ball to him running for his life the last 10 years of his career.
2: Jamal, perfect example. Sports Illustrated did a cover on the Giants offensive line. They made the cover of Sports Illustrated, and it was because of their chemistry and what they had going on. So – you're right. Yes, the offensive of line is a very was very. Yeah. Just remember, it was, they won it was two these years on All of them,
3: I remember.
1: Yeah, I yeah. Remember.
2: ten and, ten and six, the first chip. Nine and seventeen,
3: the second chip. Mm-hmm. And Dan, you're absolutely right. You got to click at the same time, but that's where the experience came in. Those guys were older that second chip. They they took it easy during the regular season and they said, "Okay, let's turn it up again When they got to the postseason, Right. the only time I ever saw Eli in trouble in those two. Even, i'll say th- they had three years where they were my him because the year the best team they had was the year paxico shot himself in
2: the ball, yo right? jamal um, they could they were definitely repeating if he didn't shoot himself in the leg.
3: there was there was no that was touching them that year
2: they would definitely repeat if he didn't shoot himself in the leg. Th- right. there
3: was, there was no that that's that. um, that, that second year that the um the only time i ever saw the, the giants offensive line in trouble that prison line was against san francisco and that nfc championship
2: what a classic game that was so but
3: Again, I'm just, I bring this up just to say, just to say, you know, your, how how good uh, your your offensive line sets the tone for your team. Because yeah. if you've got a good old line, you keep your defense off the field, you beat up another team's offense, you can run your plays. Ask
2: your de- Tom so, Brady. Right, Ask Tom you, Brady.
3: A good offensive line can make a, a mediocre defense look good because they're always
2: fresh. And, and, Okay. You mentioned,
1: you mentioned freaking Brandon Jacobs. I just want to do some revisionist history on uh, Mister Twinkle Toes because once he hit, because once that man, that man, he did his he his career. He did it in, in himself because it, it, instead of just being straight north south head down go straight through that power wasn't runner him. like he like what what he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he thought he was somebody else Chip and toe, tried man. to tried to be the guy to break and cut outside out. <laughs> It wasn't working for them. And, I, I again, I'm not a Giants fan. I grew a hate to the Giants only because of personal reasons. But I don't hate the Giants, really. I really don't. I grew up in the house of a Giants fan, my father. You know what I'm saying? Even though he didn't do right by us, because I was a Philadelphia Eagles fan, my brother's a Jets fan, and then my sister, oh. my sister, my sister adopted the Ravens because at the time she loved the color purple. <laughs> and and they won Super Bowls in her youth. So yes. they, there's uh, much more that needs to be said behind that. Talk
2: about but, animosity uh, in the house. Nah, baby, there was bro. no. It was, I grew <laughs> up in the Jets house, man. A <laughs>
1: You know what I'm saying, but to, to have watch Brandon Jacobs in them times, and then again, you have to. there's Brandon Jacobs, and and then there was Jennings too. That two headed monster y'all had then it was it was balance. It was
3: balance. Yeah, Bradshaw, that was yeah. yeah, Bradshaw, Bradshaw, too, yeah. Bradshaw Jennings, and that first one we had Bradshaw, Bradshaw Jennings, and Derek Ward. And yes, the, the funny Garrett shit Ward. is, is that uh, uh, Jacobs was the fastest out of all the running backs. <laughs> Yeah,
1: in the open field. <laughs> yeah. In the open Once field.
3: He, if he turned the corner, he was gone. You After know.
1: After he broke a tackle.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. I when mean, he, he was a freight train. Nobody was bringing that man down when he got ahead of steam, bro. If I you mean, got
3: him early, you got him down. If yes, you got him early, you got him easily down
2: too. Very yeah.
3: easily. Because he he didn't Dan's right. He didn't run a, a strict north to south. Right. Um, where he got you is in the open field. Then he was like, okay, I'm not going to dodge you. Now I'm going to bulldoze you. Now I'm going to truck you. Um, yeah. But coming around, coming to the line, he was. Do- they used to drive me crazy. You know, yeah. he, he relied more on his speed. Funny, Bradshaw never saw a person he didn't want to make contact with. He was the smallest one out of all of them. I'm like, yo, but you got the hole was right open. What are you doing?
1: Yeah. So and it's, you know what? Like, I mean, let's let's just talk about this real quick because I, I, I have it in my head. The history of Giants running backs have always been like roller coasters, like this, this. Yes. This. This, this, this. Rodney like, Hampton. Like, like when, because it, what made me just, I, I thought Tiki Barber in my head, mm. and Tiki Barber should have been better than what he was.
2: After and, he got his fumbling situation down, he was a very good running back.
1: Absolutely, because he turned, he turned how he, uh, I, and I got a football right here, so podcast listeners, you can't see this, but after he turned. Holding the ball however he was holding it to this and hooking yeah. it. And, and once he started tucking it
2: up, yeah, tight, that high tuck. like
1: this, yeah, it, he, he it ended everything. All, yep. all fumbles, well, most fumbles with Tiki Barber was done, yeah, was done after that. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, Rodney Hampton was, you know, I mean, Saquon, you mentioned him as top five, he should be right top five,
2: should right, be. right.
1: The man's got to learn how to stay healthy.
2: That, and like I said, he had no offensive line, bro.
1: That, and that will do anybody in. That will do anybody in. And, and so, I mean, since we're th- today's show is going to be about algorithms, that's the most important piece of an algorithm <laughs> in a football team.
2: Is, is Absolutely.
1: If, if that's not working in synchronicity, almost Everything anything else, else won't won't on the offensive side of the ball. It don't matter how open your wide receivers get, unless you're running a one, two, three second offense where it's quarterback gets the ball in his hand and it gone. Right. That's the way you can, you can kind of defeat having an average to subpar offensive line. If you have an offense that moves the ball quick, 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 gets it out, gets it out quick and has the ability say in short play, Three, five, seven yard pass plays, screen plays, stuff like that. You get the proper blocking down the Quid field. Quick
2: slants, all yeah, of that stuff. Your
1: receivers get the proper separation to game to get open to work and to really, really eat. That's the only ways, the only few ways you can open up anything on an offense. And running game, forget it. Nobody was Barry Sanders. Nope. Nobody was nope. Jim Brown. No. Those are the top two that I can think of. That I mean, Jim Brown had some offensive lines, but Jim Brown also made a lot of the times look. And we, and we can only say it from we had to see tape of Jim Brown. Only JP, who hasn't been on the block in a minute, was alive to watch him live. So, but <laughs> it's just a joke. But, but um, he made it look like okay, offensive line is whatever. Barry Sanders had to utilize his skills around a bad offensive line and he had players that were good offensive line pieces.
2: Pieces. P-word. pieces. I always say, I always say, imagine if Barry Sanders was on Dallas.
1: I think we all said that and I would have been I, I it would have pained they would have had
2: me. nine rings, bro.
1: It would have pained me because I wouldn't have been a Barry Sanders fan because he was a <laughs> And Barry Sanders is my all-time favorite at running back. At running back, so I was a Lions sympathizer. I was a Lions right. sympathizer. You know what I'm saying? I always right. wanted to see the Lions be good because of Barry Sanders, right? Do you right? Dan,
2: they had good wide receivers. They had Herman Moore. They had um, I forgot the other kid's name. They had they had good pieces, but like to put it all together, even when um Megatron was there, they they've always had good pieces that just couldn't. Put it all together.
1: But yeah, and it would be like it was him, Matt Stafford, no offensive line, average level running back, nobody to take pressure off of Megatron, or when they did have somebody to take pressure off of Megatron just a little bit, Matt Stafford was seeing the turf, but unfortunately throwing picks because he didn't have time. And to think, Matt Stafford had – Insane numbers as a a Detroit Lion, but when you have when you look over the whole scope of everything, a lot of those numbers were quote unquote garbage time numbers. That's what like just like y'all quarterback at Eli Manning, right? Real a lot of his big numbers and why his stats look so inflated because it was garbage time. Come try to come back in a game number,
2: but but then your point exactly. Look what Stafford did on the Rams. When he, when he had a line, and he had weapons. He didn't
3: even have to be that good on the Rams, because he didn't play at lights out with the Rams, though. if you look at it. But he, you know, but he, they,
2: excellent. They, he didn't they have to, Jamal. Yeah, didn't they, have did, to. they
3: had everything else in place. Yeah, right. the whole thing.
2: He, right. So, he could, but he didn't yeah. have to. And, and
1: Cooper Cup putting in work when the ball was in his hand. Yes. Game changer. Game yes. changer. It was a huge game changer. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, all in all, we spoke to just, y'all co-signed with me, offensive line, most important position on the field. And I, that's what I want these real TV analysts to really, really understand and look at. Like, And they should know this, especially when they have offensive linemen on their per, TV Damn, program. Damn, they, like they, they know that. But but they know that. They
2: They got to go where the money's at,
1: bro. That's, yeah, it's literally. It's,
2: literally it's all hyperbole, product. man. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Well said.
3: Somebody posted a meme in one of the groups, it's hilarious, of that their worst nightmare is when one of the draft picks has a stable home with a mother and a father. <laughs> 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 they, they got no story to embellish on. Worst, <laughs> they hate that.
1: It is. It is. When, when, oh, when my just, God. When, when things are just too good. When things are just too good, you got so, you don't have the um you don't have your uh your story of what what was that lineman that they they did the movie on like oh you know. um Blind
2: <laughs> uh, Blindside. Yeah. yeah, there you
1: go. You fucking, you're not a you're not a Colin Kaepernick where you was adopted by a white family like you you like you need like that like they they, they love that white savior story if you want the hard luck yeah. yeah yeah or or the or the single black mother who did it all story yeah that is, no shots at, you know shots because people are doing the damn thing with their with their uh with their their children right you know what it I'm saying? sells
2: no it sells those stories move make money man. They can't get through a
3: segment without they're upset if they get through a a segment without saying the word mama. So yo, like
1: or like 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 yeah, there has to be something. Like, and real quick, let me get to to Ed's comment is this is something we already talked about. The Giants have unfortunately learned the hard way how important the offensive line is to a team. 100 percent That's what we literally just covered. But when we're talking about the media and having to have something to talk about laramie tunsell remember that name Ooh, and all they could do was show the picture of him in
2: the weed gas mask
1: remember the weed gas yeah, mask bomb yeah. picture that he, he turned had? that
2: into an nft i think
1: uh, good for him i hope people buy it for him because uh,
2: he turned it into an NFT. yeah
1: because it was straight bullshit, and that was still just on the borderline of the times of where we are now where weed is finally becoming acceptable and legal in most places, him it he looked like Public Enemy Number One just because he had fun in college. Like literally, that's how I took it. The man had fun in college. That might have been the one time he smoked weed in his life. I doubt it. But if he ain't we, putting he on was, a
2: gas mask for the first time,
1: <laughs> right? And I and he took a picture of it. Like that was one of those also. Downfalls of like the the social media era on athletes. Like you gotta, Herm Edwards tells these kids all the time: think before you press send. Yeah, think think before you press send. You know, um, who's was the, uh, there was another player a few years back. I forgot his name, but it came up in my Facebook stories. I mean, my Facebook history. Um, where there was a player who, like, their mother was arrested for some shit, and and. Was like oh their mother was like a hooker in the streets something like that and like they were trying to use like this kid came up out of nowhere but like 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 he's a success story for getting drafted I forget the player's name so my apologies but they was utilizing his the first thing they said was this athlete of a former prostitute drug addict mother like like way to ruin like way to ruin a guy's moment bringing up some negative shit that got nothing to do with nothing on the field.
3: I hate to bring it back to old shit, but it goes back to just how the media likes to portray us and, and folks when there it is (sighs) like, I don't know anything to try and just sensationalize a story.
2: Yeah, I want to see the story where it's the white kid whose mother was a crack addict and his father was wasn't around, and he got drafted. I want to see that story.
1: Word, I wanna I want to see the Eminem Eight Mile story. <laughs> his mom was yeah. in the. Tra- I came up in the trailer parks of 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 yeah. South Mississippi. Well, all I did was say "nigga" and hunt wild animals.
3: <laughs> Some stories exist now. They just don't want to tell them.
1: Oh yeah, they don't. But then who was the kid? The kid that got drafted out of Arkansas. They sure as fuck was talking about how he loved to 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 go wild boar hunting. And oh, I don't know if the teams are going to like that because that's one of his favorite extracurricular activities to do. Like I'm sure the kid is going to not be dumb enough to go out boar hunting during a season. You know. But and and mm. even
3: still, is there some, what's wrong with that though?
1: If that's how you came up, exactly. Yeah. Now, he's not, now riding, he's
2: not riding a motorcycle with no helmet. You know what I'm saying?
1: Right, right. Now, now, to transition a little bit, that doesn't mean you are DeMar DeRozan and you go back to the hood each and every offseason and start cripping again and gang again, <laughs> again. Like, like nah, nah, you don't do that. You don't do that. Like, eventually, we, we's got to do better, people. And, and I'm sure... I mean it's, it, you know what it is is some of these kids it's when these millions finally touch their hands, that is a life changer for many.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: For very, very few, it's a life ruiner. That's why there's a movie called Broke. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's why yeah. there's a movie called Broke, which I'm gonna throw to y'all before we we're gonna transition to NBA now. That's why I hit the DeMar DeRozan crossover in the conversation. But something I want to do with us that might be a potential maybe content for we reactivate the Patreon to see if we could get some of our fans to start donating to us monthly to help support our cause. But maybe we we could do a, a 30 for 30 series review. I like that. There's something, it's an idea that I've always had that I wanted to do that I didn't I, I I with good intentions and good feelings and thoughts I didn't think would have been able to be pulled off in the past. But I, I think I think we might be able to do something like that. So we'll talk Absolutely. about that.
3: Yeah, we'll that's, talk that's about dope. that.
1: We'll talk about that in the future. And then other sports movies and stuff too, you know, because I, I, I want to do a I w- one of these episodes, we're going to do a top five sports movies. Cause I'm, I'm going to just say personally to me right out the gate, I could tell y'all right now, number one to me, especially when it comes to the world of football or football movies, to me, the number one football movie is Any Given Sunday.
2: Hands down.
1: In my book.
2: Hands down. In Hands my book. down.
1: And the only reason, I, I, not the only reason, but one of the great main reasons is because, unlike the show, the, um, damn Playmakers on ESPN, which was a phenomenal show that ESPN and the, you know, the NFL had stopped because it told the truth.
2: Got too a real. A little
1: bit too. Yes, it got, got too, too real. real.
2: Too close. Yeah.
1: Though <laughs> any given Sunday was literally Playmakers but in movie format in a three-hour movie format and that shit told this almost the same truth
2: that lawrence taylor speech Ooh, yeah. Ooh hoo,
1: hoo, hoo. Mm. The, 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 the the dynamics between
2: the old running back
1: and new running back
2: dennis quaid the old quarterback him, mm-hmm. him they, him suiting up body half broke you know what i'm Yo, saying like it,
1: that that him versus Steeman Willie Beeman. That was that was Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> that was Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers. Or um, I forgot the other actor's name. Thinking about playmakers where, uh, with with uh, Omar Gooden Jr. Yeah. He was the new the the, the new hotshot running back coming in to take over on the team. And the Asian veteran didn't want to give it up because he wasn't done, but he knew he needed to retire. That's what they showed on Playmakers, like the dynamics and shit that they showed about the pro game was just too real, or in that era, you could say too hot for TV, like the tapes were back in the day.
2: They could bring that back. They could bring that back. Probably Mm -mm. brilliant, brilliant sports movies and sports shows.
1: Yeah, now filmmaker
3: perspective, it's hard to beat Rocky as the best. Sports movie of all time, just just Rock, from Rocky One. Rocky One, yeah.
1: I'll give you Rocky One because the that's, black. It's hard man to won. beat that.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's because the black man won at the end. <laughs> yeah. um,
3: how much he made it for, and then how much that movie earned, you know?
2: Yeah, and, and, still earning.
3: Yeah. Whatever. That's a ridiculous. That that's a perfect independent movie. Like we know it as a franchise now, but that's that's a that's an original indie film. That's what an indie film is. But um. We'll Any given up. Sunday was ridiculous.
1: Mm-hmm. We'll do that on a future episode, maybe next cool, week. Cool. We'll, we'll think about that, or maybe the lead in the NFL season. Well, no, because we're talking all sports movies, not just football, not just football, but mm-hmm. it's on the basketball and these NBA playoffs, man. Um, well, every season is now. Com- I mean, every first round game is now complete. Last. Last games that we uh, I think we missed on was the Sixers defeating the Raptors to win 4-2. The Warriors closed out the Nuggets to win that series 4-1. Suns, Devin Bookerless, won their series 4-2 versus the Pelicans. And Dallas beat up on the Utah Jazz 4-2. And then the Memphis Grizzlies. This is the series that I didn't pick because I knew it was going to be as good as it played out. But Memphis won 4-2 over the Timberwolves. To give us one game that's on right now, Bucks, celtics Warriors-Grizzlies, Sixers-Heat, and Mavs-Suns. Let's go with the ones I'm sure we're the least interested in right now. Let's go Mavs-Suns. Jamal, where is this series going?
3: Uh, Suns. Suns 4-3. If they can stretch this out long enough for Booker to come back, then the Suns should take this. They still got enough to beat them without Booker. Um, they seem like they figured out how to play without them. You know, the Mavs – The Mavs – They've
2: never been there from, before. They've never yeah, been there
3: but before. They benefited from playing Utah, which Utah is just – They just shit the bed. They need to blow that whole team up. Let us get Donovan Mitchell and then Gobert can do whatever he want to do. But, and I
1: say the double the double <laughs> blow to, the double blow to Utah in with that closeout game and Rudy Gobert getting stung in the face by one of his own bees.
3: That's crazy. <laughs> that's, a, that's a life lesson. What are you be for, fam? That's
1: literally in <laughs> that's literally insult to injury.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like come on, man. But shout but, out to uh, the point God, Chris Paul going 14 for 14. 100% from the field, and they weren't easy shots.
3: Theoretically, that brother is an MVP candidate every year, and like we touched on last week, and this just shows why.
1: Agreed, agreed. TJ, where you got Maverick's sons?
2: Ooh, uh, I, the Suns are hungry, and they've been there before. They got experience. They got a long, not a, well, a long pedigree experience with Chris Paul at the helm. So you you gotta take that. If something happens to Chris Paul, it could it, you can see it going the Mavs' way. But um I can I say four-two, it'll go six. I you know you can't count out Luka Doncic for, for taking over a game and just winning, or maybe two, him getting some help from Dinwiddie and the rest of the crew over there. But uh the Suns are on a mission to get back to the finals, and that's the, that's all they see is getting back to the finals. And they felt they that they were that close to winning it. So I got the Suns winning four two.
1: Yeah, I like I like uh, I like the four two pick for the Suns because just as simple as this, in my opinion, Luca can't do everything, and it seems Dallas the last series relied too heavily on him and his presence. So I I, I do like the Suns. Uh, even without, I mean, Br- Brunson even carried
2: everything. the torch a little bit while Luca was down.
1: Yeah, he did. He did. He, he, did, he
2: did drop forty-one in that in that second game. I mean, that's nothing to sneeze at.
1: So if Luca's not there, they're gonna have to drop forty-one each and every time. Right. Right. That's that's what I'm talking about.
2: Okay. They
3: haven't figured out how to make uh Luca and Brunson effective in the same game,
2: and that's the that's their problem. Hmm. That's on the coach. Hmm.
1: Yep. So next series, next series. Uh. Oh
2: memphis warriors
1: yeah let's go there go ahead TJ.
2: well i i got the warriors in a in a in a 4-1 uh because minnesota blew too many way too many leads in that series pre- prior and they they were huge leads that they melted down and the warriors are not going to do that the warriors are going to step on your neck and just beat you out the building so with Steph back in the starting lineup, you got Jordan Poole, you got Draymond, um Clay is back. They're I don't say steamrolling, but it, they they might give them some type of be a nag or a pest. But I got the I got the, the Warriors winning for a five five one. Is it seven games this series?
1: Yeah. And yeah. I, I was I was gonna say that any five but I was going to say the same thing, Jamal, before I pass it to you. Warriors in five because of too much shooting, too much shooting. And and all they have to do is just cause uh, John Morant just some fits. yeah. And they're not going to be able to capitalize and overcome with the, all the firepower that the Warriors have.
3: That's going to be the problem. Um, watch Watching Minnesota and Memphis play the, the last three years I did catch. Was beautiful young athletic basketball. It almost looked like an ABA game the way they was just moving the ball, running up and down the court, and the stuff they were doing. Um, the Warriors are not going to let up the way Minnesota did. They're not going to take their foot off their neck, and that's that's going to be a problem. I think the athleticism of Memphis will keep them in for two games mm-hmm. uh, and give the and give the the Warriors some trouble. I'm going to go Warriors four two. It wouldn't surprise me. If if this one is seven though, yeah, just on the heart because we're watching these young kids on Memphis grow before our eyes.
1: That's At, true. Say it again, you, as you just said, the heart. Mm-hmm. Just to say it again, it's that heart that that Memphis Grizzlies team has. That like, yeah, it, it you know ha- having heart the way that these kids are playing is that's it's that that's that shit you can't teach. Mm-hmm. That's What's greater?
2: What's greater? Is it heart or will? Which is greater? The will to win or the heart?
1: I would say the heart because when when you have the quote unquote heart to win, you're almost unstoppable. The will you gotta be killed. The will, yeah. yeah, the will can be killed once you punch somebody in the heart. Hmm. I mean, the heart, if your heart stops, obviously, if the heart stops, then everything else is gone, too. Right. But if you go if you go in with more heart, you're going in with the will to win. Mm -hmm. So the heart, just like in in our bodies and our physical makeup, the heart has to lead the way.
2: The heart gives you the willpower is what you're saying. I get it. Yep. I get it.
1: But that's my answer. I don't know about you,
2: what you're saying.
3: No, I I, I co-sign that. Yeah, I'm am agreeing with you. I think heart heart is a, heart. Heart can overcome lack of skill. Heart can overcome lack of will. Heart can overcome a lot of things, man. If you if you're going up against somebody that you have to kill them to beat them, how do you compete against that?
1: Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah, and and. Some people have some people, some teams have the ability of Kano in Mortal Kombat to reach in and mm-hmm. rip it out, and you have to be willing to be that one fourth cyborg in the face killer <laughs> to want to do that to somebody. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think. Unfortunately for that series, that's what I think the Warriors team is going to end up being. They're going to rip the they're going to rip the heart right out of them, young kids. But yeah. not not enough to to not enough to 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 make them a shit team going into next season. You think? But just you think enough it, to rattle them to be like, all right, we have to regroup or and retreat like Cobra. And do you come
3: think
1: back.
2: It, Do you think if they if they blow up Memphis the first two games early, that's it?
3: They're supposed to. Yeah. Yeah, they're supposed yeah. to. No, I don't
2: think that's it. Yeah.
1: I, yeah.
3: They're not the Nets,
1: on on paper.
3: (laughs) (laughs) My bad, Nets fans. I just had to take that shot. My bad. (laughs) They're
1: not the Nets. They're not the Lakers. They're not our Knicks. They at least made it. (laughs) But uh, next, I'm just proud
3: of the Knicks that even though we didn't make the playoffs, we won the same amount of playoff games as the Nets. So I'm gonna plug my Knicks right now.
2: Yes, yes, yes. They get the try hard award. Zero.
1: I think they get the Bart Simpson gifty. At least you tried. Yeah. <laughs> Throw the cake in the garbage. Yeah. <laughs> they but intended next, to win,
3: but. Next
1: up, next up, we'll go with this one because the best series is the game that's being played right now. But next up is the second round sixes and unfortunately, with the orbital bone injury that and hmm. Embiid suffered. It's night night for the Philadelphia 76ers, as predicted each and every year. Go ahead, Jamal, because I see your face. Go ahead. Have at it. Second round sixers, as we call it, each and every year. Okay.
3: I'm not one of those dudes that that hates all the players on my rival team. I hate the Sixers, I hate the Eagles, but this play Joel Embiid is probably my second favorite player in the league right now. I wish we had Joel Embiid. I love the way he plays the game. A thousand percent. You know, uh he actually he's probably my favorite player in in, in the league. Same with, when I watch the Eagles. It kills me when the Eagles have these black quarterbacks, so I can't root against them. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I just kind of root against them when we play them, but for the most part, I want to see them succeed. You know what I mean? With Embiid, it is unfortunate what happened to Embiid. Again, it's a, a Doc Rivers moment. I don't know why he was in the game. You had to, you know, get them young boys, let, let them young boys carry this win, seal this win, so they get some, some uh, experience. I feel bad for Joel Embiid. He's going to come back and play. It's not indefinite, you know. Um, He's going to come back and play. Uh, But however, no matter what the reason is, these sixes can't seem to figure it out past the second round. And it now is a fulfilling prophecy like we spoke about.
1: (laughs) Second round sixes. And, and, Unfortunately, Jamal, it is an indefinite injury because that's the way they called it. They called it an indefinite injury, so we don't know if he's ever gonna come back. But he's gonna wanna... mask
3: up and try and play. He's gonna mask uh, up and try,
1: I... and try and play. And and that's where that heart comes in play. Mm-hmm. That's where the heart part comes into play, TJ. And and I was gonna say to throw it to you, Jamal, mentioning the uh, I don't know why Doc had him in there. This is where I could give to coaching because I don't want to fully blame Doc because shit happens. And that's literally, I mean, any injury, is shit happens. And there are young players that just don't want to leave the court, leave the field, whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? Some people want to make sure that these players can get these reps to be able to to uphold and withstand because, again, we're talking about Joel Embiid. As like Jamal mentioned, possibly my favorite young player in the league, my most favorite young player in the league. So I don't want to see this happen to him again. But Joel Embiid, his entire NBA career is a laundry list of injury. And games, Joe. Gone, games missed. You know, so I don't mind that he was in a game a little bit longer to try to just show, yo, like, I'm here for the long haul. Mm-hmm. You got to show that you got it. And it goes back to your question of heart, TJ. Yeah, Joel's going to have to come with the fan of the opera at mask to give this team any hope. But even with him, not be not being anti, because I don't hate the Sixers. I never viewed yeah. the Sixers as a real rival anyway. As a threat,
3: yeah. Really, they, yeah.
1: they just got good. We've mm-hmm. been bad for a long time. Right. But the Sixers just got good. They've been bad longer than us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, if JP was here, he would probably argue it because he'll call back to the 1980, whatever, championship. Granted, I'll give you that because you won a championship in a little bit more recent time than our. Come picks.
2: on, bro. Ten, Ten years. years between Ten years. years. Come on, man. Ten years, bro. No. Stop it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Hey?
2: Yeah.
1: But it falls back to heart. And even with said heart, I don't think Joel Embiid would have made a difference in no. this Heat team that looks more like a complete team than the 76ers had.
2: Well, can we talk about the kings of the second round? These dudes are the kings. Of the second round now it's just you talk about heart we're going to see the heart of james harden and if he can carry this team ah. to at least one or two victories to wait for Embiid to come back and we've seen james harden's heart before
1: another caveat for you to, to keep going on too tobias harris and that big who? Heavy contract who Exactly. I
3: forgot he was on that team, who?
2: bro. Everybody <laughs> yeah, does. Is. Everybody does. I'm thinking Everybody he's on forgets. the Clippers. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said who? Because Tobias really needs to step his game up this series. Like They're going to lean on him heavily. Heavily. I mean, the spotlight is going to be on James Harden for sure. For sure. But Tobias... The young kid Maxi, they really don't have any depth on their bench. I mean, their bench is light, light, light. Aussie. So I mean, once they, once that second squad comes in, it's off to the races. I mean, they're, they're not stopping anybody.
3: Bench, um, bench is deep too. So yeah, still, you
2: know. Well, the only um, thing they got to look forward is Kyle Lowry is going to be out because he's got a hamstring injury. So that that might that might slow them down a little bit. That That's a, that's a, that's a, it's not as big as, as big as a blow as, as Joel and B being out though.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, because I mean, if you, you want to match if you look at it say match up on guard play, like, okay, you, you missing him defensively to, to try to slow down James Harden, but that's it. Like you're not, you're not, you didn't, you didn't lose somebody who, would, would lose to Harden defensively. If it, Listen, you get what I'm
2: saying. Nobody on Miami is not scared of anybody on Philly's team outside of Joel Embiid. They they are not. spolstra has yeah. got that team tight. They they lock down defensively. They play well as a unit. It's it's got to be a bad, a very bad shooting night for Miami to really lose grip on this game. Butler's coming back. He's he Which loves they, they,
3: They're known to have though. That, that it is a possibility,
2: right?
3: Yeah. Okay. So
1: question. So question for both of y'all.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh Quick answer: If Joel Embiid was there, who's giving who fits? Is it Bam or is it Joel? Or Joel. would it would it be a night by night thing of they can best each other night by night?
3: Joel's giving them fits, but I don't think for an entire series they got bodies to throw at him. By game five, he's going to be gassed. It's going to be three point
2: shooting and beat. because that's NBA, all.
3: They're not worried about anybody else. This will that's, be that's the series that, that Doc Rivers.
2: Ridiculous. This will be the series that Doc Rivers gets out coached. Period. Wow.
1: And that's that's crazy to say, but period. This is the you almost round got out
3: coached in the last one. <laughs> <laughs> Mike D'Antoni's on the way,
2: baby. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Is Udinas Haslam still playing too?
2: Yes, that's yeah, fouls, man. right? That's, that's fouls. five fouls. That would that would
1: have been fouls right there for for.
3: What i they're just going to throw dudes at him, b they're just going to tire him out. Keep throwing people at him. Yeah, man.
1: Yep, but last series, Bucks Celtics. This one, I'll start off. This one, this one's going seven. This one, this one might be the playoff series, like the best playoff series in the entire playoffs, no matter what round. I, I, th- I thought otherwise in, in – uh, I thought that the Nets uh, – Nets-Celtics was going to be that, but uh, sadly mistaken, just like we all were. <laughs> but um, I think this one – this one goes seven, I think, because this Celtics team, they're just still riding this hot wave from like the last 20-plus games at the end of the season – into into stomping a mud hole in the Nets' asses, I, mm. I just love how we keep riding. Pause. We keep riding on the Nets. This <laughs> this episode, but um, I, I I I just think that the Bucks is going to be a tough, tall task for uh,
2: the Celtics. Listen, Boston's coming off of beating James, um, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant. You don't think their confidence is through the roof right now? Mm. Two of the best play, arguably two of the best players in in, in all of the NBA. But um, this, like you said, Dan, this is going to be a knockdown, dragout series. Um, Giannis has been playing like a man on a mission, like he wants that second ring above and beyond anything else. Um, And Chris Middleton, him being out, is going to be a big loss for Milwaukee. That's a real big loss cuz he takes pressure off of Giannis with his outside and mid-range game. So I I this see this series could go either way depending yeah. on who has the ball last in the final minute minute and a half if it's a close game. I mean I, this is tough for me to call at this point. I got the I I could say Milwaukee's going to squeak it out. They got Brooke Lopez back. They, they got big bodies i mean connington can connington and grayson allen carry the pale for, for chris middleton that's hard to say you're talking about two people placing uh replacing an all-star that's yeah. tough
1: well right now jamal the game is at halftime 56 46. so the game will clearly be over by the time uh this episode comes out via podcast but the bucks are up by 10 so we don't know how much they're missing Middleton right now, but a, a 10 point lead at half is reading that they might not. But there's going to be games, I think, that they're going to miss Middleton.
2: First. Absolutely. Yeah.
3: I'm going seven games. Um, I think eventually in crunch time, the loss of Middleton is going to hurt them. And Boston's skill positions are too dope um, with Brown and Tatum. I'm gonna pick Boston in a close one in seven. But Does the
2: winner of this series go to the finals?
3: Depends on how bad they beat up at each other and how bad my, and what Miami, uh, how much of uh, how much the Sixers take out of Miami, in my opinion. Um,
1: I personally, I personally think either one of these teams could beat Miami. Mm-hmm. So yes, my answer is yes,
3: TJ. Yeah. okay. So, That's Celtics are dope, but you know, I mean. Celtics are playing good basketball. I think they'll find a way to overcome um, to beat Milwaukee without without Middleton. But I also picked the Nets to win that series. So maybe I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All
1: right, so so TJ, was split. I got Milwaukee in seven. Jamal got uh, Boston in seven.
0: What you got? I'm
2: gonna I'm gonna go with the champs. You can't sleep on the champs. Mm-hmm. I'm just going because they have the experience. They've been down before. And if they if Middleton can come back for the next series, then, then they're going they're going to go back. But if they're up ten now, like you said, it's only halftime. Things can change in the second half. But and I'm not sleeping on their coach either. The Celtics coach is, is has done a great job. So I'm going to go Milwaukee in seven.
1: Cool, cool. So we we pretty much again stating how the algorithm of team chemistry momentum and all that stuff can build a championship or build a team to contend for a championship just like how it's important for the algorithm of an offensive line to coincide to to breed the success of a football team and an offense in any nfl or football on any level uh to succeed the offensive lines algorithms must be the foundational pieces for anything to succeed. When it comes to this freaking internet, though, the algorithm is a gift and a curse. I mean, I, I'm I recently experienced the curse side of it <laughs> because I got my first ever Facebook jail experience first ever first ever, ever did? That was the first, first time ever first ever
2: wow you know,
1: almost what 12 13 years of being on facebook yeah the first time i was ever locked out of commenting or liking posts or making posts i was that able sucks to too. i was able to sit back and be a, a, a an observer like i was one of the mutant watchers you Spectator. know <laughs> yeah but fuck that i i'm not i'm i've been spectating more on facebook recently than 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 not because you know i guess i guess you need to recondition or reshape my timeline but um but yeah the algorithms on the internet uh just uh it, it's something that we've learned about i would say within the past five to ten years even though algorithms have always been a thing but it's become a part of our lexicon once we started to see how in facebook's growth Facebook Mm -hmm. itself, which we're broadcasting on right now, Facebook's growth over the time was you used to be able to come on and almost almost say anything to people, talk to anybody in any kind of way. Graphically, you was able to post a lot more than what you can now, with the exceptions Mm -hmm. of like nudities nudity murder stuff like that like they would eventually catch on and remove those types of posts but titties slipped through several times on, on facebook titties have slipped through killings happen on facebook still to this day because of the live feature yeah. you know but there's this just like a gift and a curse thing behind the quote-unquote algorithm which i'll give the exact definition of a process or set of rules to be followed in calculations or other problem solving operations, especially by a computer. So what we've learned and thank you, thank you. I'm I'm a I'm a like a I'm just more like a I spent the night in jail type of like uh, uh member, but I'm in the club nonetheless. Thanks, uh Kurt. <laughs> you know, the the algorithms on the internet has I, I, you want to call them gift and curses I'm kind of calling them more curses because you see more or less you accidentally posted some shit now this is the thing this is with Facebook you accident, you posted some shit 11 years ago I know TJ you're going to talk about that in a minute but mm-hmm. you, you posted some shit 11 years ago And now they're coming back and saying that it's bad. You know what I'm saying? Uh, You Google search one thing on your phone. All of a sudden, the ad tracking algorithms picked up. Holy shit. Dan likes heat transfer vinyl. He bought one package of heat transfer vinyl. Let's show him all the heat transfer vinyl there is in the world. Let's show them the heat press machines. Let's show them that the machines to cut everything. Let's show them... it happens all the time where it feels like they say, yo, everything is watching you at all times. Big brothers You're always watching you all the time. Mm-hmm. You're being tracked. And it's true. That's true. You can bring it back to, I would say, where it really, really started the push was 9-11. 9-11 was that one push of everything the being, Patriot popular, Act. being tracked. Being tracked. The patriot act the ndaa there's so many things that are quote unquote work like an algorithm <laughs> that that connects the world and in the universe to everything and to where you can the benefits is you can find people of like mind mm-hmm. that you may not have known before and say hey yo we're both we're giants fans and you're a giants fan in new zealand holy shit, man let's 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 get to know each other let's Let's be cool. That's that's like the good part of the algorithm. Um, The good part of the algorithm could be, you know, there's certain things that you have in interest and conversations with other people. It can lead you to a new group that can introduce you to new people, new sets of ideas, minds, thoughts, things of that nature. But I just hate the factor of how it gets used where it just feels so intrusive tj it just it that's the part that where the problem is is it feels so intrusive and now when you think about so we could throw this in because it's a recent news topic elon musk allegedly buying twitter for 44 billion (laughs) billion dollars
2: must be nice
1: and allegedly wanting to take it private like what is that going to do to the algorithm of a twitter
2: Whatever Elon Musk wants it to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's whatever Elon Musk wants it to do. The algorithm is flawed. Severely flawed. And mm-hmm. as you were saying, Dan, I don't want to be flagged for a post I did 11, 10, 9 years, three years ago. I don't want to be tagged in it. You should have tagged me in it when it was done yeah. at that time. I understand technology's gotten better and they, they're getting better at it but you can't, you can't hold me accountable for something that was done 10, nine, 10 years ago. It doesn't work like that. I'm a different person than I was 10 years ago. And I'm not even posting the same thing I was posting 10 years ago now. That doesn't come into consideration at all. Right. And to, to flag you without, without any response, without any questioning, without anything going behind it and be like, hey, you did this wrong. It was 2009 you're like 2009 i don't even remember what i posted three weeks ago much less 2009 how how is how are you holding me accountable for that the same thing that happened with uh um kevin hart with uh, hosting the oscars right they re- mm-hmm. they they dug up some old tweets he had god knows how long ago and they held that against him he's not the same person right that he was then he was an up-and-coming guy. He's not the superstar. He wasn't the superstar back then as he is now. Mega media giant that he is. How are you holding that against him?
1: And and that's the thing about it, Jamal, is the, the, the holding against you some shit that you did 10-plus years ago. Let's think about it like this from the movie, uh, from the film uh, aspect. Zack Snyder. When Twitter was known as the wild, wild west back then, when everybody and their sisters, mothers, cousins, uncles, grandfathers was just wilding the fuck out, saying any and every little thing possible on the Internet that that they you know, when it was unquote unquote unregulated, when when you pretty much you did what you wanted. It's literally like telling people you can't grow from what you said 10 years ago. Right. And if there's any proof in that was Zack Snyder, he wasn't the same person making child tweets about children. Like he did 10 years back, which, which again, it's personal and a subjective if you took those as jokes or not, but to hold that against somebody from 10, 12 years back, that like to me, that's that's more damaging than trying to be helpful. And I will personally blame the quote unquote woke cancel culture that we live in that allowed a lot of these spaces to develop these algorithms to then put a stop to something that, oh, I was offended by for two and a half seconds. I didn't like it. It all gotta end.
3: Yeah. it's it's trash it's it's actually detrimental to society because you know you grow from experiences in life and you learn from mistakes you learn from things you, you you change your outlook on stuff and to hold people to who they were you know a decade ago is trash you know what i mean i've learned from experiences i've done things and seen how my actions can affect others and vice versa. And I've changed my outlook on a lot of stuff. You can't, I'm not the same person I was, you know, back then. With them going back uh, to Twitter and what they did to some of these athletes and to uh, um, uh, Kevin Hart is like, they had an open space that said, hey, we have no rules. And now 10 years later, now we have rules and we're going to punish you for what you did we had no rules. <laughs> you know, it's stupid. Um, it's not a way to grow. It's just, if, if you just continually digging up the past like that. Um, but- it, it's ridiculous. That... Um, okay. No, no, but the algorithms are terrible, um, uh, I, and it's not so much even the woke mob Dan. It's the last election cycle really fucked up the the the, the social media police <laughs> on every platform. Which, and which that was key.
1: Which was brought on by the woke mob. Which Um, we all were, which now, I'm full transparency, we were all a part of it because we didn't want that fucking circus clown in office.
2: It's not that, though. I'm going to disagree with you a little bit there, Dan, because because that's just like... like, I'm bringing it
1: only up as a point of view. I'm not saying that I'm on it. I'm not saying You're that I'm right, on right. it like that. I'm bringing it up as a point of view. It's 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 part because of the woke mob and everybody all of a sudden that's alleged of high consciousness and this and that and the third. It's they're hearing our voices we want changes and so this is the well if if it ain't good for one it ain't good for nobody and so now let's let's tweak this so now nobody can say and nobody can do and so where the now the expression of opinion it's like fuck, do i even type in the word fuck anymore and
2: that will you know what i'm saying well it's to me it goes further than that because i think it's a person like who's been incarcerated right and is trying to get a job let's say he got incarcerated for something 10 years ago and now the the job won't hire him because he's trying to turn his life around he's not that same person maybe he was a teenager that did a crime 10 years ago now this is a full-grown adult family man paying taxes doing what he has to do to get by And now they're holding that one thing he did back as a teenager against him for him not getting a job. It's been prevalent throughout.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, which that's that's still a part of our history on a on a everyday basis. But that's why I'm appreciative of a job like mine. Now, I don't have an F on my report card, but my job is one of the few jobs that you can have an F on your report card and get a job as long as you are honest about what you did. Right, and then there's the second chance op- uh, opportunities are there, and that's and that's what the algorithm and what you mentioned before is where it's detrimental. Like Jamal said, where it's like, "Yo, where do you have time to grow, Jamal? Where and what room do you have time to grow over ten years when they're holding you accountable for a fucking meme about a a young kid? Uh, you posted the video of that girl Sawkisha beating the fuck out of some kid." And now you're getting, uh, now you're getting blocked from posting because the Sharkeisha video was hot 12 years ago. You know what I'm saying? And and then like like Curtis says in the comments here, he says people be fucking on Twitter. You don't even need an account to see it. How is that? I mean, hey, Twitter is a good place for porn. I am not mad at that. <laughs> <But> <laughs> That's a good algorithm. <laughs>
3: That's
1: a good algorithm. To uh, have.
3: The algorithms are imperfect and. Facebook has had probably the the, the the worst track record on the algorithms because it's amazing what they let through from which groups or which type of posts and amazing what they don't let through. So mm-hmm. Facebook has been completely fraudulent on all of that shit. Um, and it's stupid. That's why I barely post on my main Facebook. I'll, I'll, put, I'll put up stories or whatever, but I got sick of being blocked or losing my privileges for days at a time for dumb shit, you know? especially uh, responding to any political person. So I said, let me get the fuck off of here and um, and not do it. But the algorithms don't make any sense because they're blocking people for dumb shit. They don't have the staffing to actually look at it on a case-by-case basis. So there's some AI that you're talking to you're trying to decide whether it was dumb, whether they blocked you or not. And that's, that's what happened to you. And that's exactly <laughs> what the fuck happened to me. Yo,
1: and, and, and this is, go- this, again... Me, full transparency on what happened. Facebook said that I had posted some shit that showed child endangerment or uh, or, or sexual acts or some shit. Which, Mm -hmm. y'all niggas know me. Especially y'all who've been down with the podcast for the longest. I've expressed on several occasions those types of people never need to breathe oxygen on this earth. In life. And it's crazy how there's people out there that want to even justify it as a mental illness. That's a mental illness, in my opinion, punishable by death. And to some who know, there was a real thing that happened in the family. I'm not going to give that story on here. You know, and it wasn't on my side of the family. But if you know how I was after that incident, you should be glad that the law caught that person. That's how I feel about that type of shit. So for Facebook to have said that I posted something crazy like that, which, if there was anything, it probably was a funny-ass meme that the algorithms caught up to and was like, nah, 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 this ain't cool, you know?
3: It and triggered, yeah.
1: I don't even go that route. I never play with that type of shit. And this is where it's fucked up. Like Curtis is saying, it's not a good algorithm because our kids can see anything and everything and they don't have accounts. That's, that's to, that again, yeah, that's to try to entice you to come onto the platform. But when, like TJ mentioned before, you have no way to dispute your, the quote unquote, charges against you is a problem. Like on TikTok, I had, I had videos pulled down recently. I had a video pulled down where I did a series of stories of what I felt were my five favorite wrestling theme songs. So I played uh, Metallica's Enter Sandman because if you were a ECW fan, you know the Sandman used to come down to the ring to enter Sandman. Sometimes the whole song would play before he even touched the ring. And – because the fact that I actually have a kendo stick in my car right now, I put a, a you know, sad Man, beer drinking, cigarette smoking on his way to the ring. I cut a piece of a straw, left the straw in the white paper, had it in my lip like this. TikTok took my video down because I was, quote unquote, smoking. I had to send, I sent the review, then I typed in later, I was like yo you took down my video for a plastic straw and then i made a separate video showing the place of plastic straw now but when the story was already up and done for it to be seen openly publicly they restored the video because they realized somebody reviewed it okay we made a mistake and actually almost all my reviews so far via TikTok. Have been reverted because it wasn't what they said it was. With the exception of, yeah, a couple times I did blow a cigar on video. It's in their it's in their guidelines to not do that. Simple. You don't do what's in their guidelines. That's it. That's how you defeat that. But when you have no 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 format to even dispute what you are claiming against a person, throw the whole shit in the garbage. And that's just the best way. Throw it all in the garbage. Start over. TJ, you was talking pre-show. 12 years ago you said some shit you posted.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I got I got banned for 2 days. For some shit I don't even remember. It's probably one of my good morning memes or some shit like that. I don't know. But <laughs> cuz they can I'm get kind of crazy. Hardcore, man. <laughs> 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 I post some crazy good morning memes and I'm I'm surprised i'm probably jinxing myself right now because i'm probably going to be gone after this after this podcast but um <laughs> <laughs> but i'm posting some crazy good morning memes every now and then and it, they're fine with it and for them to come back and say hey man you know you posted this uh such and such a time ago and uh we're gonna give you a 48 hour ban," i'm like well can can i at least talk to somebody about it who can i I tried, I tried to get back. I tried to look for a number to call, somebody to email. Nothing. Nothing. It was said and done. Judgment had been passed and you had to serve out your 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 time. Period. And that's fucked up. It is. Plain and simple. It's just
1: my, fucked up. Like with my shit, like I had to dig to find a way to write a comment and I don't even I couldn't even I don't even remember how I found it. Some shit popped up and I just like, "Yeah, you 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 banned me for this." I, you it's not fair. I don't even know what the fuck it was. I'm sure I didn't do it. How do I even know if my account was hacked or not? And yeah. you know, we all know the celebrity loves to claim that their, their account is hacked. And, oh, when like it's... J- a, Bar? Oh. When, <laughs> and, or, K, or KD. Shout out to the Nets. You know, but um, but uh. When it's celebrity, they know how to open their shit up to to fight for a celebrity shit or to prove something. They know how to fix that because the celebrity helps, the blue check helps drive people to their platform.
2: That's like somebody accusing you of sexual harassment and you weren't nowhere near the person at the time they claimed it. Now that stain is on you until whenever and now... Whether you did it or not, somebody's going to be like, oh, yeah, that's the dude that got hit with the sexual harassment charge. Regardless of what the facts may be, so be it. So now you got to live with that.
1: Or you been hit with a sexual harassment charge and all you did was say good morning to somebody. And because you wasn't the person that they wanted the good morning from, oh, I got to report you to HR. There you go. Mm-hmm.
2: There you go. Happens
1: crazy. It's crazy how algorithms work just in everyday life. I mean, even our body, in some respects, you could say is an algorithm, because the heart has to lead and feed the blood to the muscles to make the muscles work to get you up in the morning to get you moving, to go make your 50 cents a day. Or 25 cents a day, depending on your job and minimum wage in your state. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, it's It's just algorithms and computers it's necessary because we wouldn't be able to do what we're doing without the connection of of of
2: circuits. But if you're gonna hope. put something like this in place, you gotta be able to monitor it correctly. You just can't throw it out there and throw it against the wall and see what sticks and then just be like fuck it, we're just gonna ride with it like that. You can't do that.
3: Yeah uh, you know TJ I think it was a knee jerk reaction to the pressure they were getting for not policing anything that was being posted. So that, that said, makes okay, a hey, good point. Hey, we did this, you know, and it's going to be a perfection work in progress. Uh, But that's what it was, because they were just letting anything fly. And uh, for too long. Yeah, you were there. I mean, we all we all paying attention during the last two election cycles. Yeah. It's just uh, people was reading shit and not looking at the source or whatever and being mad that they, they were being misled by the news, but not fact checking it. That's on you.
2: That's on you. You, I mean, mm-hmm. the internet for the all that's good. You can always find a counterpoint, or, or, okay. uh, or, or a fact to dispute it. You know what I'm saying? So, for mm-hmm. for them to just blindly just wave a brush across it, I understand why they did it and the reasons behind it. But you got to set some parameters. You got to put something in place. I know they don't have the manpower to police everything, which is fine. But you got to, you got to. That should be for the habitual offenders. You know what I'm saying? There's mm-hmm. people that are out here doing this shit on a regular basis constantly. Clean that up first and then work your way down to the lower offenses or the lower crimes. This, All this shit we do is, is not even a slap on the hand offense, to me, personally, yeah, in my opinion.
3: Well, you have to understand Real. that Mark Zuckerberg is, is devoid of humanity, so... He's just a <laughs> android he, himself. He, he so, <laughs> yeah, that's it. So he, he just takes everything you say literally. And if he doesn't understand, just you just get a message that says, does not compute this brain. He don't do nothing. <laughs> he said, do not
1: compute. It's literally what thinking in my head when you said that. Do not compute.
2: You not it's compute. it's crazy because in other cultures and in, in other backgrounds, what might be offensive to you and me might be perfectly fine. To those people you know what I'm saying and that might not be offensive but you came across that post and he was like oh my god I can't believe he said this well he spoke to this person that way ban
1: it's him. it like great great point there because that that's been like in real life like take for instance like remember remember the whole hysteria behind that girl who was a rapper sean mm-hmm. I think she was from Oakland Oakland and yeah. and and her crew allowed her to say "nigga." Within the parameters of their crew, white girl. But any logical thinking white person that doesn't want to smoke knows you don't say that word, period, unless you are, you know, of those ignorant types. You don't say that shit. And offender is you took that outside of your bubble. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's mm-hmm. going to like that. So expect the algorithms to. Chain uh, chain a a a a contingent of people ready to slap fire at your ass because you saying nigga with outside of your parameters you know you shouldn't be doing it <laughs> you know what I'm saying like you know you should be doing it but that's where it, 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 when you think about it it's like you kind of mentioned that human element has been removed from it. The human element is is been far removed from it because, like you said, there's probably they probably to save money in a corporation hire five people to maintain the algorithm to make sure that it's working, and nobody to review it because it doesn't affect their bottom line. And added another employee, which is more insurance and yada yada yada, blah 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 blah. The AI
2: don't have common sense though, you know what I'm saying? And that's
1: and that's where these things are the problem. At least have a, a, a department of reviewers because I'm sure they're getting thousands, if not millions of disputes a day.
3: Have you know a quota for
1: these people to answer. Fuck that.
3: Mm-hmm. I think we're forgetting one key element and that is maybe they just don't fucking care. <laughs> people go, There's no competing product. So what are you going to do? Ooh. Ooh. And that's the same thing with Twitter. I know everybody's up in the arms that Elon Musk is going to Take Twitter and do what he wants. Of course, he he's a, he's a megalomaniac, egomaniac. but all right, create a competitor. Well, well,
2: that's uh, hard to do. That's hard to do. I
3: know it. But <laughs> or don't use his product. You know what I mean? Right.
1: Well, you know but, what? It, you, know, you know what though? People have tried, and just thinking on the Twitter aspect. Remember, in Donald Trump's last year in office, or right before he was on his way out. They That's tried, for example, man. They tried to. <laughs> they tried no, but the, here's the. They tried to create that platform parlor. Yeah. That went up in smoke in a matter of weeks.
3: Trash. Because it was the same with was, his personal network. Because yeah, they didn't do the research. They a bunch of bluffers. They didn't have. The, they don't have the. Um, uh, oh, the servers. They don't have the servers for it.
1: But it was. But it's a matter of. But part one, it was a matter. It was a matter of. It was like. They wanted just a place to be the wild, wild west again. Right. They wanted a place, a safe place for white people to say nigger again. That's kind of where really was essentially what it was. If yes. They wanted a safe place for white people to say nigger so they can't get fucking bounced off the internet.
0: Or
2: lose their job.
1: But,
3: Which is why, you know, I don't believe in a, a woke crowd because it's everybody. People who don't like an opposing opinion or don't want to hear something they want to hear, they want it canceled.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's, that's where we could, yeah, I I, could dispute the whole woke term and all that. That's a whole separate hour long plus conversation, but, but, but to what you're saying, but to what you're saying no, is, is that's a problem in the algorithm of people. And that's where we've become as a people. That's why the word and term woke even came to be, because if you weren't thinking like this mass of people, I mean, woke kind of became like people finally gaining consciousness of certain things that were going on in the world. But if you are not moving like this group of people, you can't be a part of this click You can't be a part of this Facebook group. You can't be in my Twitter spaces. You can't be in my clubhouse. Things like that. That's why, and, and it's no shots at our people, but that's why the cookout social media platform yeah, I forgot about the became, became a thing because of that term of everybody can't come to the cookout and I don't think that that spot is doing well because you gotta be vetted and approved to get on an, a social media platform now yeah. some people will say that that's good because hey, you could weed out what you don't want but then what happens when you just build this whole big think tank that it doesn't become a think tank anymore when you have a whole crowd of thousands of people or millions of people, where everybody is on the same accord, that's think not a think it, tank yeah. anymore. That's a mm-hmm. gang. That's a crew. That's almost cultish.
3: It's a monolith, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: you know, yeah. and and let's and uh, let's keep it real too. Us as a people, we failed the other platforms. Black Planet is still out there. Mi gente ain't. <laughs> um, myspace is still a platform out there but what do we do as a people we run to the hot new thing because yo everybody's over there everybody's on that you know mm-hmm. it caused those platforms to transition and do differently like black planet is whack as fuck now but black planet tries to be like a facebook mixed with twitter mixed with a whole bunch of things like they try to be different when they were different from the gate everybody remembers yo we gotta go find a new html code to put music on our background the background of our page like that was different of that era myspace the top nines was different of that era but it was like that was more precursor to what we have with facebook now myspace over the past decade pivoted into being more of a music space which a lot of probably a lot of music heads don't even realize still to this day that you want to go get the music out there. That's a spot to go do it now because it's a little more open to do that. Try to do that on a platform like this. The algorithms, and this is what I wanted to mention earlier the algorithms of the industry start to come in and get you. And zap also. You up. And this, also, if this show, real quick, this show was a victim of that because I played TakeOver on one episode when we were talking about best diss tracks. I closed the show with TakeOver. Shit got zapped down. Why? Title. Jay-Z, don't fuck around. That's why I advise anybody and everybody, as much as we love Jigger, don't play his music on your show. Your shit will probably get pulled down because of the algorithms. Their algorithms are tight. Very tight very very
2: tight also if you get a successful platform you're in jeopardy of getting bought out too and getting sucked into the bigger conglomerate. Facebook
3: did yeah Facebook did that with Instagram, they, they just and bought
2: yeah. yeah they they bought all the little guys and if somebody comes to you you got a successful check a uh, platform somebody comes to you with a check for over a billion dollars I don't think you're gonna be saying nah uh, I'm not gonna sell it out to you because I, I like my platform the way it is.
3: That's you not know know the, the subject of uh the it goes back to monopolies and conglomerates, man.
2: Yep. Yep. And they
3: need to relook, they need to re examine those laws again because we are back to square one for real.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then that that's I'm glad you mentioned that because that was another thought I had earlier. It's like you you gotta be able to with, with the unfortunate capitalist world that we live in, like you have to be a part of somebody's you gotta be known in that space. Mm-hmm. Let's just say it like that. You got to be known in that space. You make that first 10, 20, 50 million, you'll you'll be known in that space. Then you will be that person approved. And that's the crazy thing. Like, think about it on the level of, like, the NFL owner. You got to be approved by a crew of people to be in the contention to try to purchase the team. If a team is even up for sale. No. To to be in the business world, you gotta you gotta be approved by our government to own your own business. But yet we're in the we're in the land of pull yourself up by the bootstraps. You can do it too, just like everybody else. But there is somebody that's waiting in the wings to stop all of that. Mm-hmm. And Thanks. you gotta be down in that gang in some sort of a way, and to try to break in, try to break through to that. It's like, I mean, music industry, music industry. We we know hundreds of dope MCs personally, and people that we think the masses should hear. But if you're not in that space of industry, kissing somebody's ass, sucking toes under the desk you you might not get seen or noticed enough for more people to want to take a chance on. You.
2: Well, then ain't that the real-life algorithm right there? <laughs> That's,
1: what I'm saying. That's what i'm saying they call it a casting couch for a reason
2: <laughs> That's <Okay>. the algorithm <laughs> har- har-
1: Yeah, the algorithm was harvey weinstein's uh deal <laughs> the the, uh, the bill cosby mo yeah. That, that that was the human algorithm at one time. Hey, come pop these pills and, and fuck me under the table. I'll get you a role in a movie, and then you'll be able to connect the dots from there. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. Possibly. This system is just all set up. It it's not set up for anybody everybody to win. It's just plain and simple. It's not set up for everybody that we Never was intended to. We could go back to Black Wall Street. You give us our own space and it's, uh uh-oh, them niggas over there is doing too good. Let's tear it down. And no way to stop it. And that's where we're at now. It's like, we're in that phase of the internet where control is, a lot of control is in the creator's hands it isn't the creator's hands. And I I don't want to say this but I'm going to say this anyway cuz some people think this. I've always preached that with podcasting, it's a space for everybody. We're a space that where the normal TV show we wouldn't be able to get on because we didn't do what they say in order to get on. And then of course as we mentioned, they got their favorites, they got their people who is the family member of family member help with sports television, which with this podcast started off as is a predominantly sports-heavy show, you're not really getting over nowadays unless you were a former athlete, or or you just happen to be that exceptional student in college with a broadcasting degree, and you got to be exceptional.
3: Yeah, you're blonde and pretty, too.
1: That's that. Oh, that's the easy one You don't have, you know, blonde and pretty No offense to blonde folks like that But that's just been the American way
2: Look We're at just- the NFL coaching tree With the nepotism that's uh, in there With the sons of all these NFL coaches That don't deserve a job And beating out actually qualified coaches In the NFL today You see it all the time John yep. Gruden's son's got a job As a strength and conditioning coach Where's John Gruden now?
1: Right, right yeah. Yeah. You got to be, it's like, you got to be, you got to be in the club to play the game, but you it's, it's who wants to take that chance on you and be in the club. And that's why what, what I was mentioning in the whole podcast thing. It's like celebrities have a cheat code because they found their way into their games with, by whatever way they did. And now they're transitioning into this space where People like us have been trying to get on for years, but still can't climb that hurdle because, hey, I'm Dr. Phil. I want to start a podcast tomorrow. People know me, so here they come. Hey, we're going to pay attention to Dr. Phil. Let's throw Dr. Phil all this money to these advertisements on their show.
2: He's got the following.
1: Right. Because of the algorithm of the connections that brought him all the way. The whole pyramid that brings you to a certain. Oprah spot.
2: Winfrey found Doctor Phil. Doctor Phil, she
1: wrote that Dr. shit Oz. to. did
2: she do Doctor Oz too? Yeah. Both and frauds. Both of them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, I ro- feel you on that. <laughs> they rode the wave. I mean, yeah. shit, that was a guaranteed check. Yeah.
3: As long as they didn't she do nothing fan. stupid. They had an opportunity, and they made they made the best use of it. They made still. the best of it.
2: Yep. Yeah.
1: Yep. So it's this 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 algorithm is what I always like to call. The rabbit hole.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's a rabbit hole. It's a never-ending rabbit hole. It's that it's that it's that tunnel that Bugs Bunny cartoons used to teach you where you thought you could dig through Kansas and get to China. Mm-hmm. You, know you, <laughs> you can't do that shit. You know what I'm saying? You can't do that shit. And it's damn near hard to figure out, especially when you are not one that knows code.
2: But well, if you it, don't...
1: It, it's hard to figure out to break it. Right, you not know unless what you could. got a
2: gang, a gang of money, and 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 millions of people following you. That you you're not you're not gonna bust through that door in no time soon.
3: Right, it's all about access, but, man. If you got access, keys yeah, to the kingdom. Yeah, yeah,
1: and 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 it's crazy, it's crazy how much more access plays over support because Ooh. you can be you can be a person say a skip bayless a million people a day will watch you on tv hate watch you on tv don't like what words you say but will tune into you each and every day because they they hate you which
2: is which is crazy
1: over crazy showing love over showing love. That's why I made a post on TikTok the other day, asking like, if you watch any TikToks, like a lot of people like to respond to the troll commenters and put their comments up on the thing, and then do a video talking about it. Like, like no, like why the hell are you giving a troll energy over the person that's showing you love? And that's why I said on the Start Five pl- platform, which is all of our platform. I, when I'm not doing that, I'm not doing that because it defeats the purpose of who we are. Even though we talk shit about everything and everybody, but I'm, you're not giving energy to the troll when you can get when you can show love to the person that you actually that actually you know shows interest in what you're talking about, shows interest in what you're doing, complies with what yo, you're
2: saying. Yo, my bad. I just
1: no, nah, we see you, you, you. Uh, no, uh, a
2: bird just shit it like. <laughs> Literally like a foot from me, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> it just landed on the table, and I'm like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> you, know, you, you sure
3: I wasn't was, that hot <laughs>
2: That was YouTube yo. That was to- that was too close for comfort, right there, bro. That, Damn. That's that was- the
3: algorithm. You must have checked was- the algorithm.
2: I
1: was gonna say that was YouTube sending a message, like God, nah, these <laughs> niggas is talking too
2: much.
1: Get they they know I'm under a porch, so they can't shit on me without
2: flying <laughs> Jesus Christ.
1: <Yeah. laughs> oh
2: my god, that was scary
1: it's funny but yo that's it that was a great way to end it we talked enough shit and tj almost caught the shit
2: yeah (laughs) literally damn he splashed on me (laughs) yo great show great show we Mm -hmm. need we need more topics like this um to discuss we need more interaction with the people of course love it love you guys always bringing um facts and great opinions to the topics uh hit the qr code to find all things starting five podcasts over my uh, left shoulder. You're right. And uh great show guys.
3: Yep. Yep. We're up. Peace out to, to Curtis and to Ed in the comments, and mayor TJ great show. Y'all um, fascinating topics as usual. Um, be good to keep some of this uh, NBA playoff talk going. And I don't think we spent enough time on talking about the nets, but it's okay.
1: think. <laughs> 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 I I think we talked about the Nets more than they lasted in the playoffs this year, but I digress. Like everybody said, y'all know what to do. Hit the QR code. I got to look over the website again. I forgot. There is a free version. Like it's the website name is too long. I might just put it in the link tree the way it is and you could just hit the link tree, but that's the best thing to do. Go to that link tree right by TJ's head. It's it's to the it's to the right of where TJ shit, where the bird shit next to T. No, it's to the left of where TJ. uh,
2: Definitely, uh, definitely is.
1: You know what I'm saying? That's not the pattern of the QR code. Is not the pattern of the (laughs) bird. But that's it. We out. See y'all next week. So So, to
2: disabled planets.
1: That's it. Disabled planets. Keep it ishtar.
2: Um,
1: Also, too, just to cap it off philly cigar week is coming we're gonna be there probably within the next couple weeks too we're gonna have the owner and creator philly cigar week on once again the big homie john is gonna come through possibly chock belafonte again big ups to them and everything they do with philly cigar week they're winning awards all over the country and it's a dope event man so if y'all want to get out the Star 5 podcast is going to be there. I think we kind of like the official podcast of Philly Cigar Week, too. It's
2: going to be there live.
1: But we're going to be there live, chopping up with us, smoke with us, chill. We're going to do some interviews. We're going to play some games, give away some shirts, some
2: stickers, shit like that, man.
1: Come out. We're going to give all the information as the weeks go on. And now that's it. Peace.
3: Peace. Peace.